0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off the week in which top flight football returns in Scotland. Yes, Rangers v Hibs is just three days away as Michael Beale gets ready for a managerial debut for Rangers after a friendly win against Bayer Leverkusen. Alistair Johnson is keen to learn from Josip Juranovic after their World Cup meeting and there was silverware handed out in the women's game at the weekend as Rangers beat Hibs to win the Sky Sports Cup. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna. It's beginning to feel a lot like Premiership football's coming back. Let's get the pesky matter of these two World Cup semi-finals out of the way tomorrow night and Wednesday night. Even though it is Messi versus Juranovic, France versus Morocco, and then on Thursday, after a month without any Premiership football, Rangers v Hibs hastily followed by Aberdeen v Celtic and Kelly going to this man's Hearts team. I tell you what, you've got to appreciate that bit of punditry there. Because you love Christmas oh, as well So the fact he's combined super, your two Roger. loves there But listen I'm, I'm with him You know I'm not the biggest fan of international football Give me hearts Kelly at Tynecastle Any day of the week So it's great to see Scottish footballs back this week But you do love Christmas I do love like Christmas Like an inordinate amount So that's why you're, you're particularly excited at this time of year Yeah but my Christmas spirit was just dimmed by the fact that you told me you just put your Christmas tree up last night so I'm still a wee bit disgusted it's a real tree if you put it up too early it dies you have to box clever fair do but it's a great time of year isn't it Mm. it's a great time of year the spirit's there everyone's happy speaking of plants that grow the the hair's looking alright it's coming on not bad you did a bit of miracle grow on that since last time we saw you today's actually the first day that I could could head the balls (laughs) post up and I've got to be honest I think I've lost my powers last. <laughs> That's my first one I wasn't heading it too great today Roger um, and we, we were calling you all sorts last week on the show I must admit Because you weren't here You were away on uh, a warm weather Supposedly training camp And of course the Hearts friendly It got postponed A bit of a Barney You were nowhere to be seen Were you protecting your hair? Were you letting the big boys deal with it? They were quite a big squad to be honest So I, I couldn't I couldn't let somebody touch this It's no, it's not quite in that frame of mind yet But listen, we might get into that friendly in a bit Because oof, was it, it, was, it was feisty aye. It was feisty <laughs> And you think that was a fight Just wait till Cammy Devlin reports back from the hearts tomorrow As they all try and squabble to get that Lionel Messi jersey back off him. him The first thing I said to Cammy was Don't let anyone know your address so if you're ordering delivery or anything, I'd change your name on that because everyone's true. coming after that jersey. Is he not back yet? He's not to him back, about back it. tomorrow. I'm looking forward to speaking to him about it because he sent him a wee message. Is the fact that the matter for me is he was a millionaire after getting that jersey. If he decides to sell that in 10, 15 year time, especially if Argentina go on to win <sighs> that World Cup, oh, it's a, it's got a wee investment there, Roger. Incredible. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Look, there wasn't loads of football uh, at the weekend. Uh, Roger Hanna, it was, it was what well, was kind of split. You know, SPFL Trust Trophy, obviously the World Cup, the Sky Sports Cup final yesterday. So I won't put you too much on the spot. I'll not necessarily go for result of the weekend, howler of the weekend, goal of the weekend, because we know it would be France. Too many Harry Kane for howler. Did need I go on? You, you, Main listen, man of the weekend would be the referee If you want to, yes Just go on and on and on um, It was an absolute howler of a penalty Considering his reputation from the penalty spot The way he tucked away the first England penalty Drew him level with Wayne Rooney 53 international goals for England It was all set up for Harry Kane on Saturday night And I think they're still looking for the football 
I was going to ask you what you thought, but you were watching Elf or something at the time, so I don't know if you you saw it, did you? I did. I, I, I oh seen a bit. My biggest takeaway from it actually was because I was heavily invested in the Australia games, as you can imagine. And when I was watching France Australia, I kept thinking like these boys are playing against the elite they're playing against Mbappe and I said to Natty Atkinson like he's got the toughest job in the world playing against Mbappe Didn't he just? but then I've watched Kyle Walker the quickest man the English Premier League's arguably seen for a long time get absolutely dusted off Mbappe in the space of 20-30 yards so I mean if Kyle Walker can't keep up your pace wise then what chance you got? you two don't get I was going to say much any praise ever on this no. show. It's just not the way it works. So I, I don't. I feel a bit uncomfortable because already we're on Twitter and Robert Beaton says Roger Hanna's intro was like a William Wallace speech. Thursday can't come quick enough. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what William Wallace speech started with the lyrics to a Christmas song, but there we are. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, we have made it this far. Four long Premiershipless weeks. It's been great fun at times looking at leagues one and two and. Championship of course And shining the light When we can On the World Cup And some of our Players who play domestically Doing good things At the World Cup But come on This is the week We've all been waiting for The top flight is back It's back with a bang On Thursday night So come on down 0141 951 1025 Rangers fans Could you just not wait Did you head along To Ibrooks for the friendly At the weekend Now everyone knows It's just a friendly But did you Did you get any clues What did you make of the way uh, Michael Beale set up Did you see anything That makes you think That's the way Rangers Are, are going to play Anything that you liked Anything that you didn't like Personnel issues Come on down right now And give us a call please 01419511025 Celtic fans We've been hearing from Your new signing Alistair Johnson today And he's got a lot to say uh, That's for sure So we'll play you that Very soon indeed You can get your thoughts in On everything Celtic related And anything else at all That's out there Come on This is the week We get back to business In the top flight 01419511025 Just on that theme Rangers fans Let's set the scene for you Uh, It's what We'll probably repeat it Like 15 times Before the end Of the show Because obviously It's just a friendly I think people accept that The result Doesn't necessarily uh, Mean that much But it would be the first time You got to see Michael Beale's plan His shape His formation Whatever it may be So did you take anything away from it at all? Uh, let us know uh, Right now He was pleased with the display And particularly how quickly uh, They'd taken on His instructions Here's what he had to say Speaking to Sky over the weekend well, I'm trying to get people to play closer together Be a bit more aggressive in our pressing We try to play with two strikers in both halves And free up uh, Ryan Kent a little bit It's taken on the ideas You know, Malik, 20-year-old young player Getting in the box and scoring two really good goals That's him But I thought there was a lot of strong performances This time for me to stop talking and them to go and play It was obviously a pleasing result And quite a comfortable performance I'd be lying if I said I didn't think the game was in the way So I'm delighted it's out of the way now And we can get ready for Thursday I can't wait Things like Thursday night, you know, packed house here and midweek game obviously we're under the lights of the reason that I came running back that's what I'm looking forward to I'm glad it's out of the way and now we can focus on that come on then 01419511025 Neil is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld what's on your mind tonight Neil were you there at the weekend uh, I, I wasn't there I, I have my son at the weekend so but I was watching uh, they had it free on on uh, YouTube so I was sitting watching it on YouTube Brilliant. what did you make of it? Um, Michael Beale just kind of stole I've seen first of all I'm absolutely buzzing that the football's back this World Cup's trained and dragged and now we're back to watching the the, the, the Glasgow Rangers um, the difference in contrast now I know it is only a friendly and 
Bayer Leverkusen, they didn't have their, their strongest team. They still had a strong team, but they didn't have their strongest. There was about four four strong players they were missing. Um, but what a difference. A high press, a bit of, a bit of speed about them with the, the play, the transition from defence into into attack, to, to counter-attack. Even some intricate passes round about the box, the, the play inside the box to be able to find space, create space and take on the, 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 the chances that they've been given. Scott Arfield had one and he missed it, but he got another one by the same play and converted. And that's what we were missing under here. We were missing speed and we were missing conversion. And that's what he seemed to be getting back. Yeah, he's, he is playing a bit more narrower up top to allow the, the, the wing-backs to go up. And I thought Devine had a, a great game for not being a left-back. I think he played there with, uh, against Queen of the South and Hearts last season. Um, but to me, it was just it was just good to see a bit of energy. That that's what was lacking under Giovanni van Bronckhorst, and we've got some energy back. Yeah, Roger, it was interesting to hear Michael Beale say that the game was in the way. I just assumed he would have actually been quite pleased about it and use it as a good exercise. Um, so it was well, interesting it, to hear him say that it was in the way, and he's glad he's he's out the way. What did we learn? He called he called off there. Friendly didn't he Against yeah. Swansea He wanted more time On the training ground Rather than on the, the, the pitch Playing in a friendly um, Two words Stood out Neil used the word Energy Michael Beale Used the word Aggression And latterly I think those were Two qualities That were missing From Rangers Under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst They were far too passive For my liking Towards the end And I think If, if the aggression Comes back The energy Comes back then Rangers will probably have a better second half to the season than they had first half of the season. But as you know, Neil and Michael Beale and other Rangers fans will say tonight, the proof of the pudding, etc., starts on Thursday night at home to Hibs, a Hibs team that really didn't look very good before mm-hmm. the break, before the enforced break, mm-hmm. Gordon. This is a chance for Rangers to. Start the Michael Beale yeah. era as they hope to continue. But that's probably why it's important, Andy, to separate the things. Don't get carried away with the result or, or how good or bad the performance was because that's the bit that can change completely when you go from friendly to competitive action. But Neil and other Rangers fans are talking about specifically what they did or, or how it looked and how it looked different because mm-hmm. surely this would be the first chance for Michael Beale to implement some of that. Yeah, and, and it's been a lot of speculation of what change is Michael Beale going to make in terms of style. Is it going to be very similar to what you've seen in the, the Stephen Gerrard era he's going to put his own imprint on it and the big thing I actually took away from the, the, the interview was uh, he mentioned players playing closer together forward players playing closer together that's a message he used a lot at my time at the club and I think you've seen that with the way the, uh, the forward players were playing closer together interchanging like uh, Neil says allowing the fullbacks to, to bomb, on, uh, bomb on and join the attack and listen you're quite, you're quite right I say it's a friendly you can't take too much away from it Thursday's a real deal but the third goal for me I think that's a sort of passage of play we've not seen a lot of Rangers uh, attacking at real speed in the breakaway and sort of penetrating passes through the middle of the pitch. I think the first goal, I think, is something you've seen repetitively at Rangers are getting it wide crosses into the box, whether it be Tavernier on the right-hand side, Barisic on the left-hand side. But I thought the third goal was a real quality goal. Was there any any player in particular, Neil? And again, I, we should just stick the disclaimer out once that we know it was just a friendly before anyone jumps on it but it's all we've got to go on so far was there any player that you think might be particularly suited to, to what you saw so far? Uh, I actually had the, the conversation with my dad and I says, in general the players looked rejuvenated like 
Lundstrom, um, Davis, um, even Alfie when he came on. But Divine had a cracking game. Divine was Divine was brilliant. James Sands had a good. The, the, the players in general um, looked more interested. They looked like they had something about them. Um, and the same, Lowry came on and he had the, the intricate passes. He was trying to pass balls throughout the, the eye of a needle. One or two nearly came off. Malik Tillman was trying to do the same as well. And it was just, it was just different. It was the, the players looked as if they had something back about them. Um, not so much Kent. I still thought Kent was quite poor, considering what you would expect from him um, with Bill coming back in. Uh, but apart from that, Divine to me was was um, probably one of the best on the park. From the moment that Croatia sealed their progression, Roger Hanna, we had loads of Rangers fans on the show. Would that have been Friday night? Saying, Who plays a left back against Hibs because mm-hmm. Yilmaz is injured and Barisic isn't there? And I think Divine was a name that probably it came up a few times. He did get the nod, barring something drastic. Does he then? Does he play against Hibs? Yeah, in that, in that I listen, I think he would have to By all accounts, he didn't do himself any harm on Saturday with his display He has a right back So he was getting shunted across to the other side But he seemed to perform well And I don't think he should ever be afraid to throw the young guys in There was a time, many, many years ago When somebody took the decision to throw Andy Halliday in For a first team debut And it's only when they go in That you find out whether they sink or swim hmm. So at some stage... Adam Devine's going to have to be tried out in this team And that stage might as well be Thursday night He'll be getting no sympathy from you Because goalkeeper's your next position I think for Hearts mm-hmm. but Based yep. on how many you've played this season Do we make too much of that? Do we go oh, you know, How can Adam Devine play at left back? You know, Rangers against Hibs at Ibrox Is there any reason why that, that can't happen? It's not his most suited position But you know, like quite Roger uh, rightly said I think when you're a young player especially Chances are Nine times out of ten You don't actually get your first chance through merit because you've got you know, the likes of a Croatian international in front of you a, a, a boy a, a boy from Turkey that they pay £3 million for so quite often you actually have to wait for your chance through it be injuries through suspensions and that's the, na- the nature of it is how you get your opportunity but I actually think the the two or three times that Adam Devine has played for Rangers he's done his, he's done his self justice and l- listen it's an opportunity he's, he's going to have to take so it's going to be a difficult game but I think he's got the attributes to play either side um, what in particular was it about Ryan Kent that you think didn't come off at the weekend, Neil, or concerns you going forward? His, his control, his, his ball control, he's easy to read. He'll take you down the line and then he'll, he'll cut back in on, onto his right foot. And the, the defenders are, are, are known that. So one goes with him and then when he cuts back in, there's another person on him and he's going to lose the ball. His, his ball control to me is not there. And when he does lose the ball, I don't see any fight from him trying to win it back. And as schoolboy, that's one of the first things you're, you're told. You lose that ball, you fight. Yeah, I mean, I was there working at the weekend, um, Andy, and once I sort of was trying to fight my way through hypothermia, so my, my, my judgment might have been clouded a bit, but Ryan Kent seemed to be getting used particularly differently. We spoke about the f- attackers being really close together. Certainly as like a starting position, he was he was central, he was the middle one, mm-hmm. and it was Tillman and, and Matondo uh, you know, either side. Granted, they did move a, around a lot and, and they did rotate a, a lot. But when Michael Beale spoke after, he said, you know, one of his priorities was to almost was to free, free up, up. R- Ryan Kent. Do you think that's some? Uh, will that be a feature of this team going forward? Yeah, I think so. And I think, listen, they've, they'll have a structure there. But I think, especially if he's playing with that sort of 
forward front three behind a lone striker I think there will be a bit of freedom there they will be able to roam out of position to find spaces and I, to be honest I think that's something that really suits Ryan Kent I think Michael Beal initially said it after the game I'm not sure if it was an interview with you that you know he's, he's worked with Ryan Kent for a number of years 15, now yeah. and he's always felt like if you give him freedom that's when you get the best out of him and I think that could be the case especially in that, that three behind the striker Makes it interesting as well because you know we haven't spoken about it in this show for minutes it seems like Andy but Ryan Kent's out of contract well, hold your thoughts right there because I'll give you Michael Beale's update if, if you can call it that on that topic, Roger, and then see what you think. I always think he's he's at his best when he's completely free. And he, he listen, I've known Ryan since he's fifteen, so I'm, I've I've got an advantage maybe on other people in terms of a relationship and a trust built over a number of games and working together a number of years. Ryan knows what I think of him. He knows how much I, I, I trust him. Very similar to Alfredo in that. Obviously worked with him a little bit less, but want him to be free, want him to go and express himself. And then we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a few bumps in the road and it won't always be perfect, but we're certainly a stronger team for those two being available and in a happy place. There's a lot of talk, but I think the best thing for football players is to get on the grass and show it. And I've, I've never seen them out there uh, shirk away from the running and responsibility. I know they both really value the club and around their teammates and at, at this moment in time I've asked them just to focus. I want all that background noise to move away for as long as he can and let's get on with trying to make a strong Rangers and win some matches. Very, very nice words about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Just exactly what you would expect a new manager to say, try and instill a little bit of confidence in them, make them feel better about themselves and it's now over to Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos to repay the kind words of Michael Beale with improved performances because Ryan Kent this season has not been the Ryan Kent of previous seasons and Alfredo Morelos this season has not been the same weight as Alfredo Morelos of previous seasons and they both need to improve dramatically to earn the new contracts that they might get. I don't know if this was a surprise to people or not, Andy, but maybe the biggest thing to come out of the friendly was when Michael Beale afterwards said that Connor Goldson will start training today um, hours, yeah. and will therefore be in contention for Thursday along with Ben Davies as well. Yeah, I think you know the initial sort of uh, speculation when he first got the injury was you wouldn't see him till after the new year. Um, but listen, knowing no, no Connor Goldson, knowing the type of person he is, he's the utmost professional, he'll be trying to do everything he can to get back fit and get back helping the team on the pitch but I certainly was surprised when I heard their words but listen that will be a massive massive boost to Rangers if he's fit and in his absence I think if it's proved nothing else Andy it's shown how influential he was because Rangers at the back have looked extremely shaky without Connor Goldson doesn't matter what pairing we're put together without him they don't look as solid defensively when Goldson's not in the team and I did notice and fair play to you you haven't said you told us first Glenn Kamara straight back into the side for the team at the weekend. That's a stick on. That's not changing anything. This is your chance that, to tell that, us. That, that he might, told be us so. a, might be interest from Nantes in France. Yeah. But he is one who's under contract and he is one who is, as you told us, supremely valued by the new manager. Yeah, and listen, I think that year especially, uh, where Rangers did win the league, we spoke so many times on this show how impressive Glenn Kamara was and the uh, and the run in the league and the, and the European games and everyone knows Glenn Kamara at his best is a real quality football player very good technically very good in tight areas and listen we just spoke about how Michael Beale wants his midfielders he wants his forward players to be close and together and that's something that does suit Glenn so it certainly was no surprise to me that I seen him in the team lineup. Cheers Neil good man thanks for getting in touch tonight 01419511025 it's the perfect time to call actually if you get your call in right now uh, we'll try and get you on after these you 
are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday is here Roger Hanna is alongside him And both waiting for you to get in touch Come on, this is the week that we've been waiting for Top Flight Football is back In the Scottish Premiership Don't get me wrong though It has been good, I've enjoyed it We've had a lot of good Saturdays on here uh, With the Championship My goodness, we saw a goalkeeper score a last minute equaliser We've had all sorts of drama in the lower leagues But we prefer a full fixture card for goodness sake And we'll get it this week So 0141-951-1025 Get your earliest thoughts in please uh, On what lies ahead We're looking back on uh, Rangers friendly at the weekend Just to see if there were any clues About what happens going forward We know it was just a friendly Celtic fans We're going to hear soon from your new signing Alistair Johnson Uh, Josip Juranovic of course Might well even go on and win the World Cup What will you be looking at in terms of a price tag If that happens And anything else that's out there The same number as always 0141 951 1025 For goodness sake we'll even talk World Cup If you fancy it later on Uh, So get those thoughts into us Justin uh, is a Rangers fan What's your point for the guys tonight Justin? Hi good evening guys Um, Well I obviously was on About a week ago talking Just about Michael Beale And what I thought he would bring As a player before he actually got the job um, but I think one of the first things that you, you kind of noticed in the, the game on Saturday was the kind of level of fitness and the aggression that you guys talked about that I think he brought to the, the training first time round. It was really to ask Andy a question, obviously he's kind of been involved in and around that, if that's a kind of major part of what's going to be going forward for Michael Bale, if that's a major part of his training or a major part of the drills that he do because there obviously was talk when we won the 55 that, you know, that they were fitter than anybody else. They were able to last out games and they were able to kind of have a lot more energy than most players. It, it's really hard to ask Andy if, if that is a major kind of factor that he thinks Michael Beale will bring to, to the company just team. Certainly in the, the, the sort of pre-season based um, training, the regime they had was very tough. There was a lot of sort of fitness based running of course a lot of ball work but I just think the biggest thing that it'll bring because I mean it's only been what has that been two and a half weeks since he, he's been in charge I think the biggest thing is intensity and training so regardless of it being you know, running based or possession based passing based games based it's all about intensity and training I think he even said as much after the game that did, yeah. we're not quite there yet where he wants them to be fitness wise but listen if he's asking them to be more aggressive more Press more out of possession Press higher up the pitch Pressing numbers Then they do have to be Fitter than they are right now And I do think A big thing in that Will just be the overall Increased intensity In terms of the training Yeah Andy's right Roger He spoke about The, the fitness And you know Something along the lines Of they don't have the fitness To, to press that way For for 90 minutes on, on one hand Does Is that just as simple as Well they need to get fitter And on the other Is that why now the squad game is so much more important I know it's an easy comparison But you go over the other side of the city Where there's so much talk about high intensity And pressing and all the rest of it And Ange Postacoglu uses four and five subs Pretty much all the time Not because they're not fit But you're, you're looking for that Almost an extra level of, of intensity Yeah and you don't want to overload the players Particularly the front six if you like Who are going to be doing you know so much more running um, Ange Postacoglu does rotate them Because it's easy to go and ask these guys to do it for 60 minutes It's easier to ask them to do it for an hour Than it is to ask them to do it for the whole 90 And that's why they turn it around So you might see more of that coming at Rangers And those words from Michael Beale 
a simple confirmation of what all of our eyes had told us about Rangers in the first months of the season. They didn't look as fit. They didn't look as mm. sharp. They didn't look as energetic or as aggressive with and without the ball as they had done the previous season when they went all the way to Seville and won the Scottish Cup. And that was a season that had started with a pre-season under Michael Beale. I feel like every single managerial appointment always starts with talking about getting players fitter as if the previous manager somehow didn't yeah. have them fit enough, doesn't it? Always. Yeah. But I do think it's been a common theme when we spoke about Rangers uh, so far this season. There has been a lot, in, and I agree with Roger, it's actually more in possession. You talked about sluggish performances, speed of ball, everything being too slow in terms of the tempo and play. So I don't even think it's just the fitness levels out of possession trying to win the ball back. I think in general, the full game in terms of in possession as well, I think that intensity levels that they're going to drive in training has got you up that as well. I mean, whether you saw the, the friendly at the weekend or not, Justin, I don't know, but is that the sort of first thing that you'll be looking for to be different? 100% yeah no I watched the game and I thought we came out the box really sharply for the first kind of half an hour I, I think we looked sharp the passing looked crisper but you know it looked as if they had a excuse the terminology but a rocket up their backside at certain points um, which I think they needed but for, for the last season and a half uh, you, Randy and uh, Roger got to kind of smack, smack on but when you, we went to Seville, when we won uh, 55, we looked aggressive, we looked dynamic, we looked hungry all the time, chasing the ball down and just the, the passing was a lot sharper. For the last, you know, eight, nine months since Seville, we've looked lethargic, we looked as if we were the hangover to Seville more than anything else. Um, even in the, the Celtic game, the first Celtic game, one of the things that myself and all my friends commented about was Celtic just looked sharper, the ball boys looked sharper than we were, the ball was coming into the park and we looked half asleep, whereas on Saturday we looked awake, we looked on it, as much as Leverkusen were obviously a bit behind where they, where they where Rangers are come fitness levels and stuff and where they are coming back, but we looked hungry, we didn't look as if we were playing a friendly, they did, and I don't think they liked that, but as I say, Thursday's got a bit different game, I just hope we've got the the same intensity and the same sort of drive um, in Thursday as we did on Saturday that would be that would be impressive and it was a good start well, that'll, be, that'll be the next thing Roger Hannah questions must be asked about what sort of fitness regime the ball boys and boy girls uh, ball girls are on that, that that's that, that's the level of uh, analysis that's been going on to some of these fixtures in recent times well one step at a time I think Gordon um, I think before Michael Beale t- turns his attention to the Ibrox um, ball retention staff or whatever you want to call them these days I think ball he needs retention th- staff I like that there you go he'll uh, turn his attention to the fitness of his players first um, be interesting to see who is back whether Connor Golds and Ben Davis are back be interesting o- off the weekend how much stock Michael Beale is actually putting into the performances of the likes of Adam Devine the likes of Malik Tillman who scored a couple of goals the likes of Glenn Kamara who came back into the team because when Rangers finished um, prior to the break with that draw at St Mirren they were short of players they were short of confidence they were very quickly short of a manager and they're nine points adrift and they need to start fighting back in this title race now Uh, Again Justin is there any 
player in particular that you think is, is going to suit going forward? I know I'm repeating it. We've got a very small sample size. The competitive stuff hasn't started. But listening to Michael Beale, seeing a bit of the friendly, in terms of you know tactics, philosophy, strategy, all these buzzwords that get thrown around. Anything in particular you think is going to stick particularly well? I think Tillman. I think freeing Tillman up to get forward more. I think he was shackled a wee bit. Under under Gio, I, I I I don't think he was given maybe the freedom that he's maybe town deserves. I don't know what Andy and Roger think in relation to that, but I think the boy for for a nineteen year old boy, a twenty year old boy, he's got a calm that other players around about him don't seem to have, and he kind of reminds me of when Hadji first came. I, I remember Hadji's games against Braggers and like Andy will probably remember he's, he he was demanding the ball off a tav. He was demanding the ball off other players and they'd literally just come into the squad that they had that hunger and kind of exuberance about him, the confidence about him. Tillman seems to have that. And I think freeing him up is going to take a wee bit of the pressure off of Kent because unfortunately, whether Rangers fans want to admit it or not, they put Kent under a lot of pressure, which is no surprise that he's maybe feeling it a wee bit because any creative aspect since Hadji's been missing and certain things, all, all the pressure falls on either Ken or Morelos to deliver something. I think freeing Tillman up to, to have that creative spark and, and that kind of breakthrough for midfield will maybe take a wee bit of the pressure off Ken. I don't know what the other guys think of that. Yeah, and is, based on what you know, is Michael Beale likely to, or should I say, is Malik Tillman likely to be a Michael Beale type of player? Yeah, spot on. Very technical. Very good in tight areas like I touched on earlier And I think Michael Beale will look at him And seeing that he's 20 year old He's not the unfinished product He'll see a lot of parts of uh, Malik Tillman's game That he can sort of touch up on And, and be a bit more well rounded I think you know Rangers fans would acknowledge That Malik Tillman showed a lot of great flashes In his Rangers career so far But I think stuff like Reaction to losing the ball out of possession I think stuff that Michael Beale will try and touch up on And, and like I said make him a more rounded player I mean you told us Glenn Kamara was the teacher's pet Is that under threat? Or will he just have to share the responsibility? I think, I think he's... Oh, I don't know if, he, if he'll get to Glenn's standard, but I do <laughs> think that, he, he, for me, he's the type, a player that I can see Michael Beale really loving. Someone that is, like, mm. you know, a creative midfielder, someone that can get in the box and score goals, but like I said, is really technical, really good in, in, in tight areas, which is a, a lot of messages that Michael Beale sort of a brand and fling mm. about in training. I think he sort of fits that mould. That's what's always fascinating, Roger, about any managerial appointment. I don't know if this exactly applies to Malik Tillman But sometimes you see a manager comes in And a player that had been bit part before Or hadn't really featured Or you hadn't seen the best of And then there's something that just clicks Whether that's the personal relationship with the manager Or whether it's the style that the team plays Then suits that player um, But it's entirely possible that Malik Tillman Or someone else comes from relative nowhere To be a, a main figure I suppose Yeah but a, a lot of that's down to Malik Tillman Look, We touched on Adam Devine earlier on All you can do is Give the lad a chance And see how he goes And it's the same with Malik Kilman. Malik Kilman had opportunities Under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Sometimes he's shown Other times he most certainly Didn't shine So if he's going to get a chance Under Michael Beale Starting on Thursday night Against Hibs It's really up to Tillman To go and take that chance You know Yes he's a young man But There's been a lot younger Have gone in And shown for both Rangers And for Celtic You know he's 20 He's 21 Whatever There's a Loan deal in operation just now Could become a permanent transfer But You know Malik Tillman needs to push 
for that to happen Because you don't want to be the guy Who Bayern Munich sent out on loan to Rangers With a view to a permanent deal And then even you know Rangers say No we're not too sure about him either Where would Malik Tillman go then? This is the big six months Not just in Malik Tillman's Rangers career In Malik Tillman's career He needs to go in and prove That he's as good as people believe he can be Thank you very much to Justin 01419511025 uh, Later well, Late this afternoon I should say Alistair Johnson Celtic's new signing Was speaking To the press My goodness He's a good talker He r- rhymed off a number Of talki- uh, topics He went from uh, Victor Wanyama And Josip Juranovic To playing ice hockey And comparisons with Azpilicueta And his phone's broken Because so many Celtic fans Have been getting in touch On social media It was all there So Celtic fans How much are you Looking forward to seeing him in action uh, What are your thoughts On what you've seen How does it all fit in What all happens now With Juranovic Does he leave Did he fight it out All of the above And more Good time to get in touch We'll speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday's here Roger Hanna is alongside him We're on the phones We're on Twitter And we're celebrating There's an air of joy around Because this is the week That the Scottish Premiership returns We're looking forward to it And they've done us a great turn Bringing the Rangers-Hibs game forward as well It means we don't even need to wait Till the weekend There's some great fixtures to follow after that one So get in touch 01419511025 If you've been scunnered If you've been sitting back And just waiting for it all to return Before getting your calls in Maybe the World Cup Doesn't float your boat Well now's the time Come on What are you thinking Ahead of the return I noticed that you know Clubs are back They're back training There are interviews arranged We're starting to hear from people And one of them today Was new Celtic signing Alistair Johnson uh, he spoke about so many topics uh, Across about a 15 minute press conference um, But I think perhaps One of the most relevant to kick off Was the fact that he's just played against Josip Juranovic Because that all very much comes into the picture Does Juranovic stay? If so then How does that all work with Johnson and Ralston? If Juranovic goes like he presumably will Then how much money are Celtic going to get from him? He might even go on and win the World Cup So give us your thoughts on all of that 0141951025 and uh, here's what Alistair Johnson had to say About that meeting with Josip Juranovic at the World Cup And whether they had the chance to catch up afterwards or not No, I did actually talk to him a little bit after um, Just said hello And, and uh, he was really good about coming out of his way To make sure he came and found me Even after a, a big 4-1 win for them He's a great player he was, he was, I thought he was one of the best players in the pitch And he's been showing that all World Cup So, you know, let's hope that Croatia can keep doing what they're doing And, and you know, potentially lift the World Cup at this point the only person he's been speaking to about Celtic though uh, He received rave reviews from former teammate and ex-Celtic midfielder Victor Wanyama Who of course was over uh, in Montreal where Alistair Johnson has come from Celtic probably came up about two months ago I'd say And it's funny because at that point Still at Montreal and um, Victor Wanyama I was actually, I brought it up to him Just kind of low-key, just hey, you know there, there might be some interest from Celtic What are your thoughts on that? And he said look He's played some massive clubs, um, some Premier League teams as well, and he said there's nothing quite like Celtic. You know, it's everywhere he goes, it's it's hail hail, and and still this day when he's back over here, you know, he gets recognized most of the time not for being a Spurs player, but for playing for Celtic. So he said, look, it's the fans, it's unbelievable, um, just the size, the stature of the club, how well known it is all around the world. Um, it's a place that you want to be. Um, he thought that it would be a great fit for me. So when I heard that glowing recommendation, it was it was my heart and my mind were pretty set on Celtic. 
Uh, Alistair Johnson spoke about a number of things About how he, he likes to play a physical game He played ice hockey growing up He liked to bash people playing ice hockey But stuck to football in the end uh, He was. I've not been at a press conference ever By the way, where a new signing is asked What type of player are you? Who, who do you model yourself on? Or who have you been likened to? And quite often they just kind of fob it off And get all shy and say Oh no one, I'm, I'm my own man And all the rest of it um, Alistair Johnson will give a fairly lengthy answer to that one I've been told a lot of different players over the years. Um, one that often comes up and our my national team manager uses, Dave Azpilicueta, Cesar Azpilicueta at Chelsea, just because, you know, the ability to play in a back three, back four, back five, that flexibility that he brings, just super consistent. Definitely, I have a lot of physicality to me. Um, I'm a pretty big fullback to a degree, but at the same time, maybe an undersized center back. So I'm kind of in that gray area there. But I'm someone that just loves to defend. Um, and I think that's something that everyone will see. For me, you know, putting in a, a big tackle is just as good as, as getting on the end of a cross, for example. But um, that's kind of what you're going to see from me is, is someone likes to get up and down, lots of balls into the box. Um, but at the same time, yeah, love to defend, live for it. I know Roger Hanna fans maybe could not care less, but see, when you're, in, when you're on this side of the desk and when you've got newspapers to fill as a starting point before you've even seen the guy play, before you know if he's any good, uh, it's nice that he's not shy. We get too many monosyllabic interviews that don't really go anywhere. Um, I've no idea how Alistair Johnson will play, but he talks a good game, which is a good start. Yeah, um, he can stay. Um, even if he's not in the team Even if he doesn't perform particularly well on the pitch If he's going to give press conferences like that And uh, you know I like his honesty um, He wants to show the Celtic supporters That he's here to win games He's here to win challenges um, He's already met Ange Postacoglu This week he's meeting his new teammates He'll very soon meet the Celtic support And it'll be interesting to see what happens When he meets Willie Collum <laughs> Well that'll happen at some point I'm sure Uh Andy, there was quite a lot to get through there He's he's, he's clearly happy to be there and, and happy to give a good detailed backstory of, of where he's been Yeah, and I've only watched him for 90 minutes I only caught the opening game when they, they played Belgium And he stood out for me in the game, to be honest I think a big thing, and I think you mentioned it there Was his physicality for a fullback. Uh, you know, we spoke before the show He reminded me of Calvin Bassey, actually How much he used his body in terms of defending uh, but a real real athletic defender And to be honest It's good business for Celtic I mean the the, the window doesn't open to, to January the 1st They've already got two in the door And is Alistair Johnson You know paving mm. the way for uh, Potentially Josip Juranovic moving on So he he Were you aware of Celtic's interest When you watched that no. game Or, or he just jumped out that Do you anyway? want the story Because it well, makes, me feel, makes me feel A wee bit sick in my mouth And I'm going to tell you this But <laughs> I was watching uh, I was watching the As I said The kind of Belgium game because I, you know, me and my, my brother play this sort of game where you know every time there's a, an international competition, ten players at least will get a big money move at the end. Of it. They'll go to bigger clubs based on the World Cup performances alone. And I was watching the game and I, and I actually messaged my wee brother saying, "Who's this right back for for Canada?" I was like, "He's so athletic, strong, the way he was using his body." And I looked at uh, I looked him up on Wikipedia, Montreal Impact, and I actually messaged my little brother saying, "Give it a week and he's signed for a club." To my disgust, the next day. <laughs> He's like the Celtic, Are you a Celtic scout. Is that oh, what you're trying to tell us? Now? No, I, honestly, I was gutted because, to be honest, <laughs> he, he was very, very impressive in that game. Uh, Ross is on the line as a Celtic fan. Uh, Ross, we can't see him, of course, until the the start of January. There's only a couple of games in between times. How do you see that all panning out in the right back berth? Um, first of all, hi guys. Hope you're all well. Um, no, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, 
I'm also a bit gutted that Juranovic is potentially heading at the door because I think he is a best right back. And I think the only way we've signed um, Arthur Johnson is because he's leaving. I don't see why we would have three right backs at the club. So that suggests to me that Juranovic is leaving. But again, I'm like Andy, I've only really seen him about once, I think, in the World Cup. So I've not really seen a lot of him. So I don't really want to judge him until I see him in person. Yeah, I mean, Roger, I, I sort of broke my own rules. Not that it's a real strict rule, but on Friday night, because the, there's nothing more pointless at times than throwing transfer fee or comparing transfer fees. Because guys are different ages, they're different contractual situations, they are going two different different leagues, and it's very tough. But Friday, because it was the World Cup break, because it was a bit quiet, we had great fun and we got stuck right in. And people, I think we ranged from. 10 million to 30 million for Juranovic at one point because of how he'd, uh, he'd done against Brazil. Is there any way that, that doesn't, this window doesn't end with Juranovic getting sold for decent money and, and Alistair Johnson being bumped up the pecking order? No, I think that's exactly how it'll end. Um, he's already shown Joseph Juranovic against the Brazilians ever night. His, his first half display was exceptional. And now, if you want to put yourself in the shop window ahead of the January transfer window, Gordon, what better way to do it than take on Lionel Messi in a World Cup semi-final this midweek? So, Joseph Juranovic has done himself no harm whatsoever. And if Andy and people are looking at Alistair Johnson's next move as the World Cup goes on, I think there'll be plenty of mm. people around Europe looking at Joseph Juranovic's next move. And and he, the goalie behind him has not done himself any harm either, Livakovic. Are we now, yeah. gen- because Andy, all along... People thought that Juranovic might go So it came from Well he's a Croatian international So you'll get a good fee for him And then it became He's a Croatian international Playing at the World Cup So you'll get a slightly better fee for him And then a Croatian international Who's into the knockout stages And then Brazil Are we genuinely In a situation where it's realistic That in a week's time The conversation is Celtic can now try and sell a World Cup winner is, is the tournament that open That that might actually be the case? And it's a completely different kettle of fish Signing a guy that's won the World Cup to one that played in the World Cup and I even look at the Alistair Johnson sign for Celtic is the fact that they got that over the line before Canada could have potentially progressed he could have Alistair Johnson could have potentially been playing the, the likes of the Brazils and, and the Argentinas of this and, and, and performing even further then that fee that Celtic then pay for Alistair Johnson will be significantly higher and I don't think that's going to change in terms of Josip Juranovic uh, and Ross mentioned gutted and you know, I get that you've you've got a player that's been really successful, done really well, but that's mm. what Rangers and Celtic should be aiming to be: buying a Josip Juranovic, progressing him, making him very successful for uh, for the football club, selling him for a significantly higher fee, and then finding the next uh, Josip mm. Juranovic in from the ninety minutes that I seen of Alistair Johnson. It looks as if they've done that. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi and others will have will have different ideas, but we'll see. Uh, what else are you looking forward to after the break, Ross? Um, I'm also looking forward just to get back to domestic football. Um, um, this World Cup's kind of dragged out and dragged out, and you're just looking at the fixtures going. I just want to wait to the fifteenth, fifteenth of December, and get back to the domestic stuff. So um, I'm glad that it's kind of back to this week. Um, but I think for me as a Celtic fan, um, just watching the friendly against Rennes and seeing McGregor back, it's a a huge boost and I'm really looking forward to see if he gets thrown back in again against Saturday against Aberdeen or if it is maybe a case that we just bide his time and maybe wait to the game in January the second Fair point Roger we can all obsess about new signings and I'm going to stay away from that 
old cliche about it being like a new signing but you know where we're going with Callum McGregor yeah and I think he'll be straight back into the team he's that important to Celtic he's that important to Ange Postacoglu um, oddly you could probably say he wasn't missed on the field the way many of us thought he would be missed Hatati, O'Reilly Moy all sort of stepped up to the plate Haksabanovic was in there at times as well Gordon before the break um, so he maybe wasn't missed as much as Connor Goldson was in the Rangers defence during his absence but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's hugely influential at the football club hugely influential on the field for Celtic and I think Callum McGregor will lead them out at Petodre Saturday lunchtime I couldn't put up a real argument for that Andy Halliday I'm not necessarily trying to but you know Aaron Moy returns from a fairly impressive World Cup as well so it's um that's a nice headache, I think, for Ange Postacoglu to have. I'm not suggesting Callum McGregor sits on the bench for the rest of the season behind Aaron Moy, but the picture maybe does look a bit different to the one that was there when he dropped out the team injured. Yeah, I think that's fair, but Callum McGregor's Celtic's best player for me. Uh, that's been my opinion for a couple of years now. I think he's he's the most important player. He's their captain, he's their leader, he's the you know, Mr. Consistent in the side. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be in the starting lineup if he's fit at the weekend. Thank you, Ross. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I'll be honest with you, we've got a bit of a problem here. I need your help. I need someone out there to really, really step up to the plate because the pundits are on a 17 day winning streak, and these two are know-it-alls when it comes to beat the pundit. So we need something special tonight. We need a big underdog performance. To knock the pundits off their perch 01419511025 And the lines close at 7 So come on The fame that would follow you into Christmas time If you could knock one of these two off That's what's at stake Give us a call before 7 And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna's here Andy Halliday alongside them And they're both looking for you to get in touch It is the week that the Scottish top flight returns So get all your thoughts in Ahead of that We have been hearing from uh, Michael Beale Looking back on the friendly that Rangers played against Bayer Leverkusen We're just looking at Is there any clues there? How, how Rangers lined up? How will they go going forward? Uh, some really interesting stuff It has to be said from Alistair Johnson Celtic's new signing He did a press conference earlier uh, so what do you think How does His immediate future look he, he spoke about Wanting to learn from Juranovic And wanting to copy Juranovic At different times Will they both beat the club Together for long uh, Or are you cheering on Croatia Hoping they win the World Cup And therefore you can bump up The price tag For Josip Juranovic What are you thinking 01419511025 uh, And we'll get to you As soon as we finish this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Producer Chris, was I right when I said it was a 17-day winning streak? Because as soon as I said it, I started almost regretting it because I thought that sounds like too much. Um, it's not 17 shows, just 17 days. But that's, you know, we're only off at the weekend, so it's been a long old time. <sighs> And I hope Christopher and Paisley's got a bit about them Christopher, these two are tough nuts to crack Can you do it? I hope so Good, me too Do you play along at home? Yes How do you usually get on? Uh, not great but Oh, Christopher, come on I was hoping for some fighting talk Have you got anyone with you to help? 
Uh, I do, yeah. Good, right. Well, that makes me feel a bit better. Who is it? Uh, my dad. His name is? Stephen. That's fine. Christopher and Stephen. Get your mates, get your neighbours, get your aunts and uncles, get everyone involved. Let's see if we can take down these pundits. What we'll do is toss the coin. If it's heads, it's Roger Hanna, minus one, which gives you a wee chance. And if it's tails, it's Andy Halliday. Do you know what I'd be, I'm really hoping for here? No drama. I feel like you've. I feel like most of your defeats, Andy, come with a problematic tiebreaker or a question that wasn't right. I need a straightforward evening if it's you. I won the last tiebreaker though. I broke the mould last time. You I did, played yeah, that, yeah. So. You did. To be fair, uh, heads it's Roger, tails it's Andy. It's heads. It's Roger Hanna. Are you looking forward see to the man in action? See him in Come action. on, Christopher. Oh, well, let me split in the camp in here. I don't mind that. <laughs> Bit of needle. Um, I'm going to put it out there right now. I think these are quite doable questions, Christopher. So what we'll do here is we will get the clock lined up. Thirty seconds. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Good stuff. Right, thirty seconds. Then going on the clock right now, and your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership side did Charlie Adam make his professional debut with? Dundee. Which former Celtic player is now the manager of Wigan? Uh, pass. Who's the last European country to host a World Cup? Spain. Which Premiership team play their home games at the Global Energy Stadium? Pass. How many current Scottish Premiership teams has John Souter played for? Two. Who's Hibs' top scorer in the league this season? Martin Boyle. Okay, let's bring back Roger Hanna. Can you hear us, Roger? You see, Andy Halliday took his headphones off to listen to the questions, and he's missed Fairy Tale of New York and Clyde Two, one of his favourites. I was going to say, surely a Christmas song at this time oh, of year, and you've yes. got Mister Christmas exactly alongside you. Between Andy and my wife I don't know anybody that get. I'm trying to figure out Who gets most excited about Christmas You go full Christmas Like once Halloween's out the way Halloween's out the road The trees up <laughs> Honestly is Christmas it? movies start a lot And is Fairytale in New York Is that Last two it's months in, uh, it's, it's decent But it's not, not in my top five Not elite no. Not in top five no. Driving home for Christmas Chris Ray Number one Number one any others that we should know about Any left field suggestions Not really left field No you're looking at like The standard one Usual Mariah Carey or the classics okay. Next couple of Mondays He'll be introduced as Andy Christmas Day Honestly He's he's a Christmas fanatic who, who, I think who would have Roger's going to smash these questions Well we'll find out Right let's Let's go Roger Are you no, ready? No pressure Andy yeah. Thanks Same set of questions Shall we? Yeah Let's do it Which Scottish Premiership side Did Charlie Adam make his professional debut with? St Mirren Which former Celtic player Is now the manager of Wigan? Colo Turi Named the last European country To host a World Cup Russia Which Premiership team Play their home games At the Global Energy Stadium Ross County How many current Scottish Premiership teams Has John Souter played for Two Who's Hibs top scorer In the oh. league this season Hibs top scorer Boyle Name the only Manager Celtic Have had Who's Scandinavian Ronnie Dyler Okay I've got a Souter one wrong I know that Christopher And Christopher's dad How do you think it went not too well Oh no, no No that's not a good start Which Scottish Premiership side Did Charlie Adam Make his professional debut with Are you sure about this producer Chris He's giving me the oh, nod oh, oh. Is it Ross County It is Rangers So did he play for Rangers first And then go out on No 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 I know but he was on loan Producer Chris Are you sure you've got this right I Are thought you sure? To be fair. Mm, anyway, none of you got it, so let, let's we'll, we'll, we'll re 
Well Roger might have We'll revisit it um, Which Celtic player Is now the manager Of Wigan It is Colo Touré So Roger goes one In front uh, The European country The last European country To host a World Cup Is Russia Christopher and Father It was the last one Before this one So Roger goes 2-0 up Although he's on his Minus one of course So it's 1-0 uh, The Global Energy Stadium Is Ross County 3-0 Roger Hannah It's only heading one way However I must admit I mean even Andy Haldy You would have I'm sure You would have got Four out of four here Because John Suter No I wouldn't Global Energy Stadium Oh you're hopeless with Terrible stadiums uh, Right Dundee United Hearts and Rangers Roger I think you knew that Didn't you Yeah um, So you didn't get it right But you're still in front I was worried for you Christopher And Dad <laughs> But You sneaked in And you got Martin Boyle Well done yeah. Martin Boyle wow. Is Hibs top league scorer uh, but unfortunately it's 4-1 to Roger Minus he's won And Ronnie Dyla is Scandinavian 5-1 Roger Hannah We'll take one off him I could take two or three off him And I'm afraid it wouldn't matter Christopher Not enough tonight Hardlines Thanks very much Good stuff Thanks, Thanks for taking part And do you know what This is um, I don't mind holding up my hands Apology to producer Chris For even considering Questioning West Rangers yeah It is Rangers mm-hmm. And then he went out on loan to Ross County and then I assume he went on loan to St Mirren I wrote St Mirren after to that. be fair I actually wrote Josh Campbell for the Hibs top scorer I thought Who? Josh Campbell Yeah he can't be far off mm, um, I didn't think Martin Boyle There we are Call it 18 days then will we? <sighs> Come on Right, right we need something Too good there, Listen, Roger. Tomorrow night Wilson DL He'll be fine Oh look at this Chirpy He's just in touch it was actually producer Callum He's not even here right But he's sending me messages That he wrote the questions And how dare we question uh, His authority Calm down Calm's got pre- previous We were just uh, double checking He sent me to see his team In Saturday Gordon Is that you for the big return are you? Yes. Livy Dundee United Livy Dundee United I haven't seen them And the only team I haven't seen In the flesh this season Dundee United So I'm looking forward to it. He's, he's trying to send everybody else In the hope That everybody else Will be a lucky mascot In the bottom of the league So it's my turn now To try and Take a bit of luck so against So ho- you're hoping they lose then So you don't need to go back Well I don't know See that would mean Marvin Bartley winning mm. And you see You know you, you know. I'll tell you what if, You know On paper Where football's never played um, But Celtic going to Aberdeen You know who'll be favourites there you, Roger you might You might witness Livy Being into third place By the end of the afternoon yeah. On Saturday Yep I saw them earlier on When they played Andy's Hearts team At Tynecastle quite, quite impressed by them A good outfit I think David Martindale and Marvin have done well with them this season And they'll want to kick on Yeah well, I think there's going to be a real air of excitement Amongst the pundits this week Looking forward to the return of top flight I, One man who I don't think um, I was going to say on one hand I don't think he'll be too happy with me But he tends to like any press Any press is good press Did you see the picture that I tweeted of our esteemed colleague Mr Hugh Keevans earlier? I did Because um, someone sent me it this morning And apparently there was a launch of a Celtic book called Celtic Greats uh, there's a, a little video that accompanies it And the tweet just said You're in for a surprise if you watch this And I thought Celtic greats Is Mark Wilson part of it? And I thought Nah surely not And I watched and watched And eventually Up pops Hugh Keevans 1988 So before I was even born And I uh, did a bit of a Quick arithmetic And Hugh Keevans is isn't, He's in the same ballpark He's he's in his Mid to late 30s When this is um, This video is taken and I am sort of in my early to, to mid 30s. It looks old enough to be my grandfather in it. <laughs> and I, I tweeted it. It's, Agreed. It's caused a lot of uh, a lot of 
excitement on Twitter So Hugh I know you'll be listening And I know you won't have been on your laptop So the only advice I can give you is open with caution Because mm-hmm. some people are taking it in good spirits And some people are being very cruel uh, As you would expect Can I give them more advice? Mm-hmm. Grow that Mauser back That's Great, tremendous Get that back Hugh A quality moustache that was Times change You gentlemen don't remember the 1980s did you no, have a, a Mauser as well? No, no, I did not. No. I'm not that daft. <laughs> Incredible. Honestly, what a picture it is. You can go and you can go and check it out there and, and send your kindest, warmest regards uh, to Hugh Keevans. And please, please keep, like, keep it. This is a family show. I don't want I don't want anyone drawing likeness to any serial was, killer uh, that you may what, or may not have seen on what, Netflix what, recently. What's the worst look? The nineteen eighty eight look. Or the Friday night look in here with his Christmas waistcoat on. Well, after the cash for kids lunch, yeah, he was in. Uh, uh, he was an interesting fellow on Friday night. Let's just yeah, let's just yeah. leave it there. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to upset him too much. I've already done that enough for today. So anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Do uh, get in touch. Um, who's next up then? Let's go for Ken, who's on the line. Hi, Ken. Hi Gordon, how you doing? Hi Andy, hi Roger, how's you going? Hi, all good, all good, what's your point? Well first of all, I was going to say that I hope that uh, Maurice Jens becomes a permanent signing in the summer but mainly I was phoning up because I've, I've been watching Canada at the World Cup because of the whole signing Alison Johnson and I'm looking forward to seeing him play in, in the hoops, he looks quite a good player Also, um, I don't want Yanovic to go I definitely don't want to be going in January I mean, Alison Johnson's just had a full season. He's been playing at the World Cup. So I don't want him to end up with hamstring problems or coming off injured because he's been playing a lot like Kyogo did. And I think it was David Tumble as well who was off because he'd played so many games. So I'd like to see him buried in, you know. And if we have to sell Juranovic, please, please wait until the summer and just take him to bed in Alison Johnson. Do you think, though, Ken, if... Well, already the World Cup has gone well for Croatia. It might get even better in terms of striking while the iron's hot. Is is this not the time to do it? Well, like you say, in a pre-season contract, you know what I mean? But I think we'll get good money for him. I mean, consider what we paid, what, £2 million for him? So, I mean, even if it is 10 that's an £8 million profit. You can't, you can't laugh at that. But I would rather have a player get buried in slowly than have him hitting the ground running and maybe lose him to an injury for the next six, seven months. You know, it's so trying to be up and that way. I get it, Roger, to a point. Yeah, I, I don't think you can pick and choose when when players get sold. You, sometimes a bid comes in for a player that is simply too big to resist. And I think that's probably what will happen with Juranovic in a minute. It's moving towards that. Celtic, Celtic should be commended for, for going and getting the successor in before the player leaves the football club Alistair Johnson's in And if a bid comes in tomorrow For Joseph Juranovic Celtic then can decide How they want to handle it Whether they accept it Whether they think they can get a little bit more for the player It's the same with Yuki Kobayashi he, He's in now um, Not available to the 2nd of January But you know he, he And listen Ken started the conversation By saying I hope Maurice Jens stays Maurice Jens might well stay But I think the presence of Kobayashi Simply deepens and strengthens Celtic central defensive options. So it's good for Celtic that they get the players in, you know, before Juranovic is sold or before they need to make the decision on Jens's future. Yeah, and listen, every player's got a price. We're only speculating, of course, but after a, 
a successful World Cup campaign you can see you know the fee that could be demanded for Juranovic is a pretty hefty one that Celtic just can't can't reject and you know just looking there Alistair Johnson's last game was the 23rd October so it seems as if he's, club he's had game, a was it? Yeah, club, game, yeah, club game sorry so it seems as if he's had a, a decent layoff but I, you know, listen, I still you know, fully on board that he does need an embedded period but you know, Celtic have a quite capable replacement and, and Anthony Ralston that's played a lot of games and shown that he can, mm-hmm. can more than fill the jersey as well who knows Roger Hanna These things can sometimes Mirror each other I seem to remember Josip Juranovic signing And then not Too long later Got pitched straight in To play in an old firm game Ibrox So um, yeah, at least I, I, Alistair Johnson would be ahead of him In that regard Because he's had time at the club So you never know Is that a Potential debut With left back as well He did yeah Of course it's a potential debut Yeah I mean The fee for Alistair Johnson Is a bigger fee than he actually paid for Juranovic when he arrived at the football club. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to throw Juranovic in, I don't think Ange Postacoglu is the type who would have any worries about throwing Alistair Johnson in. As Andy said, he's just played against Belgium and a couple of the semi-finalists, Croatia and Morocco, at this World Cup. So he's certainly got the ability to go in and play. And judging by the interview he gave you today, Gordon, he's got the character to do it as well. I remember mm. Kirst, uh, Carol Starfelt as well, but making his debut, I think it was something crazy, like 18 hours after he, yeah, he signed it. Yeah, yeah, in the mm. opening day of the season. So I think as Porsche Chicago has shown that he's not scared to throw these boys in at a deep end. What wasn't that game that you tackled Callum McGregor oh. and I got no. I was just checking because I got like six months of phone calls after that and I just wanted to make I was That's, just double checking. We went a good maybe three months without bringing up that right, tackle. Just, just so done I, well. I, I just you know, you know I what don't it's judge. It, you know what it's now always he said in the first half of the show as well, Gordon. Uh, Callum McGregor best, Celtic's best, best player. player. Best player. Best Love player. him. Um Ken, just generally speaking, we're we're getting excited and here certainly about the return of the top flight this week. Are you looking forward to it returning? Oh, I'm looking forward to returning and, uh, well, as you say, I mean, when it comes to hearts, as long as Andy's a bit more careful with his tackles, everything should go all right. But, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to it returning. I mean, I've enjoyed the World Cup. What I have watched, I've only watched it when there's been a Celtic player or a player I've been interested in playing and I'm glad that fans be England, of course. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the domestic season starting back up again and getting down to the, uh, the nitty-gritty. Yeah, because look, Roger, it's sinister. It's fairly obvious. If one half of Glasgow changes their manager during a big break, that's where most of the focus is going to go. And that then leads to questions about can they improve? How much will they improve? What players will play? What what formation? Whereas, so if you're, if you're a Celtic fan like Ken, you've almost had to just sit silently, but in, in full belief that you might even kick on. You might get better. Alistair Johnson might take you on. And, Kobayashi might take you on yeah, and, and, and the existing players might get better and Callum McGregor returns so like I say it's not for any untoward reason but a focus goes on can Rangers improve and it just you almost forget you know how how well Celtic did in the first half of the season yeah and let, listen even for the two or three weeks before the World Cup break so much of the focus was on Rangers because of the poor performances at the end of the Giovanni van Bronckhorst reign so Rangers have dominated the agenda but there's only even for us, God, there's only so long we can talk about it, discuss it, debate the possibilities. What we really need is some live action. And we're going to see Rangers against Hibs on Thursday night. We're going to see Celtic at Aberdeen Saturday lunchtime. And Celtic might well kick on. You've got Carter Vickers, Moy and Maida, as well as Juranovic coming back from the World Cup. You know, if if you play mm. at a World Cup finals for your country, you're going to be feeling good about yourself when you come back and you'll want to kick on with your club when you start again. So two absolute corking fixtures 
And that's before we even get to the real big one Hearts and Kelly Thank you very much to Ken Let me run this past you before we go any further Cash for Kids Mission Christmas It's J&D Pierce Structural steelwork specialists Proud to support the local community I told you a little bit about this last week But I've got more to add, right? And bear with me First of all, the important bit This amazing prize The brand new 72-plate Mercedes A-Class Is still there It's still available for you to win And all you need to do Is text the word CAR C-A-R To 84901 Now the text costs £5 donation to Cash for Kids So you're doing your bit for local children That quite frankly really need your help this Christmas Uh, You add on top of that the cost of a standard network rate message And you could be driving away a brand new Merc In a couple of weeks time So it seems to me like the ultimate win-win situation uh, And I think you'd be mad not to get involved But please do Uh, The only thing I wanted to add from last week There's now actually a video And it's not to be missed, right? See if you go on our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB You will see myself and Mark Wilson We've Recorded a video Where we're showing you Around the car Showing you what the car Is capable of And I feel like My role in it Roger Is it's not too different From my role here I'm just explaining things In the way that I normally would But Mark Wilson Seems to have taken on A sort of Actor persona Think Ronald Villiers mm-hmm. Right you know, you know the character A pie in a Paris bun um, From Chewing the Fat That's the type of acting I'm talking here From Mark Wilson And it's worth hanging around Make sure you're not Eating your dinner though Because the closing scene From Mark Wilson Where he sort of leans in and gives a wee wink to the camera Will put you off This meal or any meal So Watch with caution But go and check that out Text car to 84901 The lines close Saturday the 17th of December Over 18s only And full T's and C's are at Clyde1.com Bearing in mind Mark Wilson's last shot at acting Was for Endrick Vets Do you think he went through this Mercedes acting in the belief that Callum had stitched him up again Very possibly But the car is very real And it could be yours So send us a text And the best of luck from us Football 0141 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here You can give us a call on the usual number You can tweet us at Clyde SSB And there's a lot going on over there That's where you can see the video Of Mark Wilson Or should I say Ronald Villiers and I uh, Doing the... Arnold Clark Mercedes Prize You can see that picture of Hugh Keevans We're even asking if you should bring the moustache back And of course he is listening And he's been in touch to say that he was the face of a generation Apparently mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that means The generation game So um, the, those are the two main ways you get in touch If you want to change tact slightly and send in a full time teaser Which we'll do now Full time at Clyde1.com uh, On the email And if, you're, if you've never listened before My goodness where have you been uh, It's pretty simple You send the questions to us and we try and catch out the pundits with the answers So for instance Stephen Makara uh, has done this Now he sent it in before the weekend So this is where he's going with that For the eight countries that re- were remaining at the World Cup if you like So for the eight quarter finalists Can you name Rangers most recent signing from each nationality? Now He says they've never signed a Moroccan player So he's replaced them with Spain just to, just to make it a nice round number of eight So from the eight countries that were in the quarterfinals Can you name Rangers' most recent signing from each nationality? He's excluding Morocco because they've never signed one And replaced it with Spain instead Says Stephen McCarra Any to kick us off? Antonio Chola From Croatia Well done Roger um, 
not a bad question at all, is it? Oh, that's a great question. You have to quickly think, you know, who's left in the World yeah. Cup. I won't tell you just now. I'm sure that won't take you long to figure out. Of all of those Portuguese players that came, who was the who would be the most recent? Bruno Alves, maybe. Alves? No, not quite. No. Again, you're obviously in the right ballpark. Uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark at France and go boom song. I can't really remember one before after that. No, What's France one's a cracker. What about the one? Oh, the France one's a cracker. I shouldn't have said that. I've given it away now oh. that it's a difficult one. Anyway, any Jerome Rotten. No. Bonacel. No. Oh, I like this. Don't get hung up this on is, France just now. Question, Are there any others? This has got potential. Come on, you're close with the Portugal one, so don't. Uh, can, I mean, it could can, be. Candias. No. Cardoso, Dalcio. Cardoso, Fabio Cardoso. Well done. Nice. All right, I like this. this... Oh, yeah, no, that's a, a, this mm-hmm. is the best question I've had for a long time. Right, okay, so he's back. It's the Christmas spirit. He's in a great mood tonight, Andy Haldy. New hairdo. It's, yep. all, it's all going it's to growing, plan. It's growing, so I'm loving it. <laughs> it's definitely grown. I noticed uh, that he made. You know, you mentioned Radvan Yilmaz earlier on. Well, now going to be a debate as to who spent more in Turkey this season, Rangers or Andy. <laughs> That's, that is very true, uh, indeed. Um, and I must admit, because last time you were on, you dangled a, a little incentive in front of us. You said that there was another unnamed teammate of yours that had gone for the same treatment. Am I right? Yes. And then the next day, the manager appears on Hearts TV with a shaved head, but it's not him. No, it's not him. No, he's not had it done. Oh, mystery. Absolute mystery Right I don't want to Oust somebody's dirty laundry They can do it themselves Okay mm-hmm. anyway. I'll be fascinated To see the colour as well Because his pal Craig Gordon His gets darker As he gets oh, older a fine head ah, He's got the greatest got... head of hair Of all time though isn't he? It's oh, good isn't it wow. yeah. um, Anyway Paul Is a Celtic fan on the line What's your point tonight Paul? Uh, hi Gordon And Roger And Andy Thanks for taking my call um, I actually spoke, I spoke um, To Roger The night of the Belgian Canada game um, ah, yes, and I, I remember yeah, and I was I was asking Roger what is his uh, thoughts or chances that that Canada um, could take anything from Belgium. And I think Roger you had said, um, well, it could be uh, you know it could be on a hiding to nothing that night. Um, I think short of um, missing the penalty kick early on, uh, I think Canada had had you know had played quite well. Um, Can so- I just say, Paul, I love this right because the pundits are used to being pulled up for their dodgy predictions. But never from a Belgium v Canada game. This this will be a first. Um, so don't don't let me interrupt you too much longer. I just wanted to get that in there. How pleased I am that you're putting him on the spot. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, Roger is excellent uh, pundit, and um, you know, it's, it's he, often cases is not wrong. Um, but certainly, I think the prediction was that it was going to be a, a lambasting that night. But the other thing I wanted to say was that Canada actually, uh, if you look at their you know, to come out of that group when we actually got the, the, the two future um, semi-finalists, they've done actually not too badly, considering that they're the only team to score against Morocco, by the way. You know, so that's that's quite good. But my, my point really was about Alistair Johnson and having listened to his interview, I think he's, he strikes you as a, a very confident uh, player. Certainly, I had looked at his um, play during the, the qualifications for Canada. I watched most of Canada's games, uh, albeit early in the morning because I was watching from here. Um, he's He's a very physical player. He's quite athletic. Um, he actually had played, interestingly, as, a, as a, a midfielder before. So I actually think he might fit into the inverted fullback role uh, with Celtic. I uh, just wanted to see what your thoughts and comments were. Andy, I assume when a, now when Celtic scout 
a full back They are specifically looking for ones That they think come inside and play the pitch That, that uh, Come inside the pitch and play That must be the case for Alistair Johnson Yeah, Yeah, I, I'd imagine so It's very much the, the Hans Postercoglu style now And I'm sure Know him and whoever whoever else is involved in the recruitment will be trying to look for for players that suit that suit that mould. So I'm sure he's another one of that. Um, and I think it was the same not said for Greg Taylor. Did he not play sort of in the middle of the pitch when he was yeah. much younger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they, you know they say that that helps. You would imagine it does. Yeah. And I think he's probably the prime example of someone that's really grown into that role again this year. He's actually scored a, a, a couple of goals from that sort of inside position mm-hmm. as a fullback taking shots at the edge of the box. So I'm sure Celtic have done that. Done their homework in Alistair Johnson and, uh, and seen that he, he fits that mould pretty well. And of course, some players go the other way, like you've done in, in recent games. You've been playing left, you've been playing everywhere. I've went as far back as you can possibly go because <laughs> I, I used to be a 10, a winger, centre mid, <laughs> left back. I don't even, it'll be a left sweeper next. I don't you're, think you're, you're now upscoring these headers into the ball. Have it, new hair now, though. I agree with you, Roger. I'm, I'm still waiting Samson. for the, the, the announcement for Player of the Month, actually. and in, uh, in the month of October I'm, uh, November So I must have been I mean, no, I reach out no, no? It, was, it was given out wasn't it It was Who, well, was it? I, Who I, got I, it again I don't know how I've not been phoned yet I mm, Yeah I, I thought you'd be We'd be in with a shout Anyway um, Paul <laughs> I've just I've got I've got something to add on that I just need to remember If I'm allowed to say it on air or not Anyway um, While well, I leave that dangling Paul The The idea of You know we spoke to Alistair Johnson today And he was he was great. Like he was talking about all sorts, talking about how he um, played ice hockey a lot when he was younger, um, but he wasn't that good at it. He said his brother was the ice hockey player. He stuck to football, but he just liked to smash people. Basically, uh, playing ice hockey. <laughs> Do you see any of that in his game? Is it a particularly physical approach? Yeah. Well, yeah, he went on to say about you know he's he's uh, probably not tall enough to play centre back, uh, but certainly I think um, you know that physicality that he shows. He's he's Pacey as well, and actually, um, I think that that physical strength is going to is going to uh, fare him well in the middle of the park with any sort of uh, you know duels with with other midfielders. Um, he, if you actually look at the game, he uh, in the Belgian game he had a particular uh, a chance at that shot at goal. So I actually think he can be very offensive as well. Um, but I think his, def- his defensive qualities are the things that he he, he likes to to extol uh, as as his major attributes. Um, so yeah, looking forward to see what he what he can contribute at Celtic, um, and I think he'll fit into Ange's style uh, very well. Yeah, Roger, that was an, another interesting one. Like I say, all the words that he he came out with today, it was all quite measured and some great wee phrases in there. And he spoke. I think he said, "I live to defend." At one point, and Paul saying that's his main attribute. Well, I'm clearly not going to hold that against the guy, but weirdly, you know, domestically, actually, as a Celtic fullback, he may be judged more on what you do. Going the other way Yeah listen I know what you mean um, He'll probably need to defend A whole lot less at Celtic Than he has done in Montreal Or Nashville before that But If you're signing defenders Who say They like to defend Then As you say Gordon You're not going to criticise them for that You know if, if he can do The defensive part of his game Properly To begin with That's a start And then when he steps forward And goes into this inverted Full bank role That Ange Postacoglu prefers If he can play a bit as well And clearly he can then he should be fine. Andy, where is that belt? Because actually, it feels like every fullback everywhere, at any level in any league, is probably getting more judged now on on what they do going forward. But is it a particular spotlight for our big teams because of what they have to come up against domestically? Yeah, and listen, I know you mentioned in his um, 
in his press conference that he loves to defend he's an athletic fullback he, he likes the art of defending but again I can only reiterate that I've watched 90 minutes but a lot that did impress me was that engine to get up and down the pitch crosses in the box so I don't think there's any doubt that he can do that side of the game and listen Celtic aren't doing their homework on a player especially signing him as a fullback in this team if he can't play if he can't play going the other way and going forward so I'm pretty sure he'll be a more, more all-rounded than the, the press mm. conference suggests Thank you Paul, lovely to speak to you That was Paul on the line there on 01419511025 no, Do you know what? I don't think November's Player of the Month has been given out yet How do we look? Well, I knew well, there was something just in the back of my head you never know. I'll wait for my call um, I'll yeah. be sure to thank you to you as well when I pick I up mean listen, award. don't I wouldn't I wouldn't stay awake or in, I wouldn't you know bother about leaving the phone Just in case it doesn't come I don't want to let you down But um, I had a wee look there I don't think it has been given out Le- um, Leave a big space under the tree Oh, exactly. there's no space. You seen the amount of Christmas decorations this guy's got? Yes. Oh, ludicrous. Best time of the year. Uh, Kyogo and Cholak are the only two that have won the award so far this season. And the page I'm looking at certainly has got a wee blank box next to November. So I guess we will. I've got a fantastic shout for this teaser. Oh, Honestly. of course, of By course. Way, How could I forget? Let me remind people of the question if they are just joining us. And it is a good one. Stephen McCara sent it into full time at Clyde1.com. He says, from the eight countries that remained in the World Cup quarterfinals, can you name Rangers' most recent signing from each nationality? Now, he's excluded Morocco, because there is no answer for that, and he's replaced them with Spain, just for a bit of fun, for a, a nice round eight answer question. You've got Cholak from Croatia. You've got Cardoso from Portugal. Argentina. Uh-huh. Federico Nieto. Wonderful How You might, that, you might not win Player of the month But you're a winner In our eyes For that answer Well done Great shout What about Ben, ben Davis From England Yeah I've told this story before Right but I, I just love it Every time it comes up Because everyone's got An example of this A f- close family friend um, Sort of grown up A mate of mine And his brother And he used to always get you No know, Much probably like you did New Rangers top Day it came out Every time and we're, I'm talking we're young at the t- you get you get what your favourite player on the back and I always remember one of them inexplicably got Federico Nieto mm-hmm. on the back of his top now I don't know how much the guy played but it can't have been a lot no, the career at Rangers didn't amount to much and he was strolling about as a kid uh, with Nieto on the back of his top he must have been the only one I've got to say something te- you know I'm terrible with squad numbers rubbish yeah but I'm getting the number 15 next time I don't know if that's Miles off I don't know what you said Roger you're, you're the man for that Oh well, listen sure. hold on a minute Nobody remembers that I don't think um, Hold on I'll do a quick Google search for you There we are He's holding up the jersey Oh it's just got his name It doesn't have a number That's hopeless I could be Miles nah, off Nah you're off just 20 something 23 ah, right, there you go. As you were Right anyway We'll get the rest of the answers And if you want to get involved In the phones Please do We'll take your calls next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Final part of tonight's show Andy Halliday Roger Hanna both here uh, They're going there Going through this Full time teaser They're doing pretty well As you knew they would These two are anoraks right But it's a cracking question From Stephen McCarra uh, And he wants to know From the eight countries That were in the World Cup Quarter finals Can you name Rangers Most recent signing From each nationality Disclaimer, there is no Moroccan So he's replaced that with a Spain Just to give us eight answers now You've got Cholak from Croatia Cardoso from Portugal Frederico Nieto from Argentina Of all people And Ben Davies from England I'll take one more guess each from you uh, I'll go Spain And I'll lock in John Taral Did you play with him? Yep Well done You remember your own your old teammates John Taral 
Brazilian What about Emilson Cribari? Ah that's a great shout that is So what was that That was a sort of McCoy era yes, wasn't it, it? Was, Lower yeah. leagues yeah. I've oh, like, done me that one as well I feel <laughs> like I remember Emilson Cribari Playing at Elgin or somewhere But when I think of him I think of Elgin Which is quite a weird uh, weird link So you've got six Only two to get I'm sure we'll get them Before the end of the show Though I'm hoping That one or two of them Will catch you out um, Let's bring in Scott and Paisley What's your point tonight Scott? Hey, obviously you're talking uh, talking just off there about obviously about my standout for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, my standout most improved player, I, I believe, in that park was Marek Tillman. Mm-hmm. You think he could be he could really suit what what Michael Beale might try and do? Hundred percent, definitely. Um, to be honest, I think. I don't know how Beal plays. I think he's going to play a 4-3-3, to be honest. And Tillman can maybe slot in just in the middle. I do prefer Kent in the middle. I think Kent's more dangerous, more attacking looking in the middle. But give or take with Kent or Tillman, if Kent signs a new contract, that's a whole different story. But it was just to get Andy's thoughts in the game. I don't know if he watched it. Yeah, yeah, I watched as much as I could. Uh, I think the biggest thing I touched on earlier was the the increase in, uh, in terms of intensity on the ball I thought the speed of play was, was a lot quicker than what we've been seeing this season uh, touched on it earlier you know, Michael Beale used the, the, the phrase players playing closer together it's something that he always sort of references in training and and uh, and, and, and before games and I, th- I touched on the reason I think that will shoot somebody like Malik Tillman is I look at the likes of you know, Fashion Sakala Ravi Matondo players that thrive on space you know, being more direct getting that players 1v1 but you know, when you want your forward players and midfielders to play in tighter areas, they've got to be good in, in, in little pockets of space, find the right areas to you know, be creative and play forward. And I think that's something that does mm-hmm. suit a Malik Tillman. Uh, you know, you touched on Ryan Kent. I think Ryan Kent's more one that just likes the freedom of roam and, and find space on his own. He's also one that, you know, sometimes when he's out wide, he's great 1v1 getting at defenders. And then also he's someone that's you know, intelligent enough that he can find the pockets of space to turn and play forward. Let's flip that in a more negative sense quickly because we've done all you know the positive bits about will Tillman thrive who's the most likely to thrive based on what you just said there then might it be difficult for the likes of Rabi Matondo who started by the way in the mm-hmm. friendly but Michael Beale said don't read into the starting 11 and Fashion Sakala are they on paper or based on what you're saying might they struggle to thrive in a, a Michael Beale team Listen, it's speculation because you don't know if that's the way he's going to set his team up but if he is playing with that narrow front three I'd, I'd argue that that doesn't suit a Rabbi Matondo or a Fashion Sakala as much. Like I said, they, they thrive on space and, and being direct and getting at players 1v1. And, you know, I, I don't re- really think that suits either player. Uh, whereas, likewise, I think Tillman is that sort of mm. player that, you know, he's someone that actually almost thrives off getting it, uh, receiving the ball. He's back to go and getting it on the half turn and, you know, using his body up against players to sort of spin them and play forward. But, Listen, it's like I said, it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. We could see th- Thursday, uh, uh, the the team lined up on Thursday and see the shape, and it's back to wingers being high and wide. But based on what I seen in the Leverkusen game, then yeah, ju- that's what I seen. Just quickly, Scott mentions you know four three three. Sometimes we maybe get a bit hung up because there are a couple of formations that are similar and look similar, well, but the numbers just sound different. I mean, at the yeah. weekend, I think it was clear that Jack and Kamara. We're, we're sort of deeper Maybe closer to a four-two-three-one again I know that can be similar so And also it. in Michael Beale's interview I noticed that he said What was interesting That he talked about the two strikers You know having two strikers Or mm. two f- sort of focal points At the top of the pitch I think we are four-three-three. That's very very rarely the case In terms of your standard four-three-three, 3 3 Where you're holding midfield player And two centre mid So I think that's more Suggesting it is that sort of four-two-three-one With people being close enough To, to Cholak in the game Well Roger It certainly looks like It's going to be different Good different or bad different That's the bit you find out But 
I think we can at least acknowledge Even if it's just in the back of a friendly The Rangers team should look different Whether that's good or bad We'll find out And we won't have to wait too long Till we find out That's the beauty of it Gordon has spoken for the last month About what might happen When the Premiership restarts From this unique mid-season break We don't have to chat too much longer Thursday night Michael Beale's era As Rangers manager Will commence Against Hibs And then Celtic The leaders Go to third place Aberdeen for mm-hmm. an absolute Christmas cracker As Andy Halliday would say Saturday lunchtime The talking Is very shortly Going to be over And we can't wait What's this break been like Scott? I mean have you got Have you been getting More and more optimistic As the break's gone on About what Rangers will do? Have you always been optimistic? You know Has it, has it grown throughout The, the, the period? What's, what's your mindset been? Uh, I've remained optimistic Obviously The manager coming in I didn't really fancy Gio from the start Spoke to I've actually got a Dutch friend and he says when Giovanni came in that he'd ruined the club. But And that that did come true. That proved the point that Dutch football doesn't really work in Scotland. His, his style of playing one striker doesn't work. Celtic, as you can see, I don't know, don't really pay much attention to Celtic, but I believe they're playing what, one or two strikers a game. But if Beal comes in, when Beal, obviously when Beal's in now, I'd much rather see two up front because yeah. previous managers, like obviously like Giovanni, never played Morelos and Cholak together. I think if they two were put together, it would have been a better combo, more attacking threat going forward with Kent on the side. But we'll wait and see what Bill's, what Bill's thoughts are. Yeah, that's going to be the other thing, Andy. Because look, all season we've spoke about Cholak and Morelos. I think clearly everybody knows because of the existing relationship. I'm sure deep down in his head, Michael Beale would would already prefer Alfredo Morelos to be his number one striker. But that's also going to be down to Alfredo Morelos as yeah. to whether that's possible, isn't it? And that's the key I, I, for me. I think it's Antonio Chalice jersey right now. Uh, going into Thursday, I fully expect to see him being that focal point up front. But I think one thing that you know Alfredo's got with Michael Beale coming in is Michael Beale has seen the peak Alfredo Morelos. You know that year when he scores fourteen European goals and and causing you know top quality defenders problems in Europe. And I think Michael Beale will have that fresh in his memory and obviously hope that Alfredo Morelos can get back to being that type of player. And as you quite rightly says, that's not up to Michael Beale. He needs to try and get that out of Alfredo Morelos, but ultimately it's down to himself. Thank you very much to Scott in Paisley. That will be our final call. Let's see if we can round off this teaser. Then uh, you're looking for basically. You're looking for a, a Dutch player Who was the last Dutch player to sign for Rangers And who was the last Frenchman to sign The last Frenchman Sebastian Forrest No it was not I knew this one would catch you out Even oh. you two Anoraks No alls If that's even the right terminology Oh I love that French I've stumped you French I've stumped you What about me. the Dutch one Ronald Vatteris Has there been before I've that? stumped you It was Stephen's question uh, It was Ronald Vatterus, oh, well done. The French one's an absolute cracker. I cannot, I cannot think. I mean, you've given me some obscure ones, and this would be bang up there. I think this could be the most obscure of them all. One, well, Andy, you were there a number of years. Well, I, I'm thinking it's it's got to be the. If it's not Sebastian Fire, it's got to be when I was there. When were the Azerbaijan years? 2017 You might have been on your holidays But technically yeah It would have been around that time That's a pedo kick senior then 
There's one reason and one reason only that I remember this guy personally, professionally. I remember the name, of course, when he signed. But I'll tell you, this is my this is my clue that will mean nothing to anyone. He's the Rangers player that gives the ball away for Motherwell to put it up the line and Louis Moult to lob it over the Rangers goalkeeper and send them into the League Cup final. Not that I've watched it before, about five hundred times. Aaron Nemain. Oh. Oh, what a shout that is! People are still saying who Roger that Hanna. Is a brilliant shout. Repeat that. Aaron the man was he on loan for Man City? Man City, yep. What a shout! What can I say? I wouldn't have got that. Next Christmas, if I'd given you, we're nearly there. Roger Hanna. It should be an exciting week. We've got to see if Josip Juranovic and if Borna Barisic plays a part. Can they reach a World Cup final? France, Morocco follow And then the small matter of Rangers, Hibs on Thursday What a week it's going to be And what a week it's going to be for Gordon Dale How excited is he going to be? He's bleated and moaned about this World Cup For the last month He's getting rid of the World Cup And Motherwell are at home on Saturday And he's back tomorrow So we'll find out Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson Here from six as we continue the build up To the return of the Scottish Premiership Make sure you join us And in the meantime You might as well stay right there Because Callum Gallagher is up next